0: Welcome to Keeping It Strong Style on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jeremy Donovan, here
1: with the young boy, Josh Smith. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing great, man, because this is going to be one of my favorite shows that we do this entire year. We are doing the Keeping It Strong Style What are we gonna call this? The Keeping
0: It Strong Style Year End Awards. The
1: Keeping It Strong Style Year End Awards preview show, which I am super excited about because (laughs) 2017 was an awesome year in New Japan.
0: Yes, it was an amazing year. So pretty much we decided it'd be a great idea to um, pretty much do our year-end awards and kind of give out awards to all the great stuff that's happened this year in New Japan. And we've kind of broken it down, and, you know, the the similar categories that you're familiar with that they do with, like, the Wrestling Observer or, like, the Slammy Awards or, you know, other sites' year-end awards.
1: Yeah, like the uh, One Nation Radio Year-End Awards Annual. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know,
0: we're just going to give you um, a brief... Overview of what the categories are, the nominees are. We don't want to sway you in the voting, so we're not going to, you know, put anyone more over than the other. Um, And the voting for this will be dropping um, the week of uh, December 11th. This will come out after our December 12th episode. So be on the lookout for the voting. In this And this bonus show
1: if, if you're listening right now This is going to be This is a special show We're going to be doing this uh, Dropping this on a Friday And so we're We're not considering this The third episode But this technically is Our third episode We And The fact that you're even listening We appreciate That you've taken the time out To listen to Keeping it strong style Uh, the ace of podcasts right? but um, we want to just kind of go into these different topics and uh, give you the deliberations for why we selected uh, because what you as the listener don't have a say in is what the nominees were, we kind of nominated this uh, together but going forward to to do the voting and to select who wins these awards, it's going to be you the listeners and uh, you the wrestling community out there, the internet wrestling community that's going to decide who wins these awards essentially right so
0: let's start off with our first category we have match of the year and this was extremely hard to narrow down (laughs) because there were so many 6 star 5 star 4.75 matches this
1: year um I'm not going to lie here when we started doing this most of the categories yeah they were tough but to come up some of them were like tough and being like who can fit this criteria? Other ones were like, there's too many guys that fit the criteria, but we can normally we we kept almost everything down to what five. Five,
0: picks? yeah. But for match of the year, we had to have ten selections because I mean, literally, Josh and I were just going back and forth on like which match should be cut. It's like which great match should we <laughs> not put on this list?
1: Which match that almost in any other year would be match of the year doesn't right. deserve to be on the top ten matches of New Japan's 2017 run. In all the matches that we cut
0: would easily be a wwe match of the year
1: guys i started this out just i found there's 42 matches that we considered for match of the year all of them were generally rated by most people above four and a half to four and three quarter stars that's how high the the uh, match quality in new japan was in the year of 2017 it was truly insane. Yeah, it's amazing. So let's uh, list these nominees. But before All we right. do that, I yeah. want to say a couple shout outs to matches that are not nominated because there's a couple that I just have to put out there that I feel like should probably be on the list, but they just weren't up to the cut. A um, couple of them. One, Hiroki Goto versus Katsuyori Shibata from Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, was it 11? 11, this 11 year? yep. Wrestle Kingdom 11. Uh, man, what a freaking vicious match. Didn't make the cut, but it's it, it's right up there. Um, another one was um, oh, Kenny Omega versus uh, Tomohiro Ishii from the G1 special in USA. That was another one that we highly considered, but it just got edged out. Um, another one was Okada versus Suzuki from uh, one of the final nights of the G1 where they went to the 30 minute time limit draw. Those three matches specifically, there might have even been—I could be missing another one, but those three did not make the cut. They won't be nominees, but they're right at the cusp. And, I mean, in any other year, any of those could have been a match of the year. Yeah, easily.
0: All, all those matches were great.
1: Oh, El- and you know what? The entire Elgin versus Omega series, all three matches that they had this year were right at the cusp. Right. That, was, it- that was another low-key kind of uh, feud and, uh, and guys, I'm telling you, like if we went all night, we could name there's 40 matches that would just blow away, amazing. If do yourself a favor, and if you haven't caught up on this product, start just go back, start at Wrestle Kingdom, just start watching it, man. Because I we did one thing. This is this show is not designed to knock WWE. That is not what the point of the right. show is. But let me tell you something. I went back and did some research. WWE has only had eight matches on the main roster that were four and a half or higher rated and i'm not saying that we completely go by dave Meltzer's ratings as the end all be all but they are a very good indication of uh match quality and they only had eight matches over four and a quarter only two one was Four and three, or four and three quarters, only one, and then on the um, on, if you include NXT, they only had five above four and a half. So that's thirteen matches compared to New Japan's over. I think he has like over forty-five or something like that that are over four and a half. So yeah, it's yeah, it's
0: when you just look at the list, it's just ridiculous how great the in product has been this year in New Japan. So let's um list the nominees. We have
1: and we have them. Just so you guys know, these are listed uh chronologically.
0: Right. Not this is not any order from least to greatest or what we think you should vote on. This is chronological order. So we have um, Okada versus Omega from Wrestle Kingdom Eleven. Uh, Michael Elgin versus Naito from New Beginning. Okada vs. Shibata from uh, Sakura Genesis Kushida vs. Osprey at Best of the Super Juniors Uh, Omega vs. Ishii from Wrestling Dantaku we had Okada vs. Omega 2 from Dominion Naito vs. Ibushi from the G1 Naito vs. Tanahashi from the G1 Omega Okada 3 from the G1 and Omega vs. Naito from the G1
1: Wow I think uh, eight of those were rated five-star or... T- uh, yeah, eight of those were rated five-star or higher. Right. Um, we have what? Four of them were rated above, above five-star five, this yeah. year. So, not saying that you
0: have to go with one of those six-star matches, but, I mean... They're six-star matches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, starting out, just kind of giving you a brief overview, Okada Omega, um, if you listen to the – we we actually talked about this last night. We were all out. And if you listen to the One Nation radio podcast, me and uh, Rich Latta did a Wrestle Kingdom 11 preview. And I was just being facetious, and he asked me, he said, what do you expect out of Okada Omega as the main event? And I was like, the very first ever six-star match in history. <laughs> Yeah, we listened to the audio. The young
0: boy called it six stars, and that's what happened.
1: And that is exactly what ended up happening. I watched this match live last year. Uh, I stayed up the entire night to watch it, and I will say at the time, I did think it was one of the greatest matches of all time, as are most of these matches. Um, This was the highly controversial six-star match. Right.
0: I mean, this match, I mean, literally, like, after watching this match, my mind was blown on the performance that i had just seen
1: um if you haven't seen i mean i I would assume many people have seen if you haven't it's you know one of the greatest matches of all time um there's not much more that needs to be said about it. Uh, obviously, I think it's going to be one of the more popular votes, you know, of the year, of course. But there's many that are going to be popular, so it's going to be interesting to see how these votes could potentially be split by the deferring opinions, because there are people who don't think it was that good. I even saw people who were saying it was four and a half, four and three quarters. So it's one of those very diverse matches that are out there, which I think it will do well, but uh, we'll see how it shakes out. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Going on to uh, New Beginning, I think this was, I can't remember if this was uh, in Sapporo or Osaka, but Michael Elgin versus Naito for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, This was the first we Naito um, injured Elgin the previous year, not intentionally but in storyline. Right. uh, Took him out, broke his orbital bone, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And they had an incredible series um, the previous year and Elgin made his return at Wrestle Kingdom. And uh, at New Year's Dash, he got the win over Naito. So it led into this match at New Beginning. And of those two tours – um, the second show, which is the... Uh, it was the New Beginning in Osaka, the one with this headline to that show. And this was actually a better match than the headline on the other show, which was Okada versus Suzuki, which yeah. was a, a four-and-a-half-star match. This was um, the first official five-star match for New Japan that year. Um, just inc- It's one of Michael Elgin's best matches ever. Yeah, I mean, this shows, goes to show you the kind of year that Michael
0: Elgin had. I mean know, it might not seem like it, but this was a really great year for him, and this, you know, five-star match with Naito at New Beginning was just a start of the great stuff that Elgin was going to do this year
1: and Naito was coming hot off of that incredible match that he had with Tanahashi at the Tokyo Dome which just made the cut from our list as well and I mean obviously he's headlining Wrestle Kingdom this year but this was like essentially the start of his title reign with that uh, Intercontinental, Intercontinental title Yep,
0: and just you know LIJ was just continuing to get hotter and hotter
1: and it, you just know. just an incredible match yeah. um Going on to match number three, which was also a five-star match, we have um, Okada versus Shibata from Sakura Genesis. Which is,
0: uh, you know, very sad to look back on now. This was uh, this is the last match that we will get from Shibata with, uh, you know, he did that shoot headbutt and, you know pretty much just ended his career with that thing.
1: That's that's true, and I, a lot of people look at that, but if you look at the story, uh, because there's so much that's centered on that headbutt, but if you really look at the story of Okada as being the ace and Shibata being the you know, like prodigal son who had to redeem himself, and the storyline of him coming, you know, coming back from being basically uh, an outsider to being accepted back in, and then he had to face the New Japan dads the fo- the previous year and going through the never ranks, um, finally winning the New Japan Cup and getting that push that he's going to be in the main event. This was the star making what was supposed to be, and it actually was a yeah. star making. It was performance. a star
0: making performance, but this was supposed to be like. Almost a coronation. Right. This was supposed to be like Shibata's year. Like, who, who knows what would have been happening.
1: Like, maybe Shibata wins a G1. People were talking about him being a frontrunner for a G1. We could we could have easily been seeing him uh, headline uh, Tokyo Dome this year. You right. never know. Could have been a rematch. Of,
0: you know. For-
1: he could have got a title run. But we, we won't know. But this match in and of itself, aside from the dangerous spot of that headbutt and, and what... You know what that robbed the wrestling fans of this match is incredible yeah the the fans are firmly firmly behind Shibata even over Okada and they're in the sumo hall and I think that was the biggest card that they drawn drawn to sumo hall in years too so as a hot crowd it's an incredible match you have to see it um, then we go on to Kushida versus Will Ospreay for the finals of the best, best of the super, super Junior. Juniors. And, um, what a freaking match.
0: And it seems to be a kind of common theme with Osprey's feuds is that he can't beat certain people. And Kushida is one of those guys that every time they wrestle, no matter what promotion it is, he just could not uh, beat Kushida. And Kushida won the best of the Super Juniors here. Did, but,
1: did he beat him in the What Culture Pro Wrestling uh, World Cup this year? Yes, I believe so. Uh, Osprey did
0: no Kushida did so Kushida
1: him two big tournaments this year right this match um it, it also got five star ratings many this is one of the sleeper matches that many people who saw it were like this was the best match of the year All right
0: and I've really become a big fan of Kushida
1: she's uh, awesome
0: yeah he's I mean I wish he could be moved up into the
1: heavyweight division he should be um he's that good um. And we'll get more into that because he's going to uh, be featured on this uh, list yes. numerous times. But um, this Best of the Super Juniors final, its I thought the Best of the Super Junior final um, from two years prior with Kyle Riley and Kushida was one of the best matches I'd ever seen. I thought that this rivaled, if not topped, that.
0: Yeah, this was just, you know, it's great. I mean, it's what they'll say. It's great. It's a great match.
1: Excellent. And then uh, we're going to continue on our final. Uh, So that, what is that? That's one, two, three, four, so we're at the fifth match on our list at uh, Wrestling Dantaku, uh, Kenny Omega versus Tomohiro Ishii, Um, this was a return match from the New Japan Cup uh, match that they had that was rated four and three-quarter stars. I think this one also is four and three-quarter, but many saw this as being the superior match and rated it five. Yeah, and now that I think about it,
0: Omega and Ishii kind of had like... They had a
1: trilogy this year. Yeah. Incredible trilogy.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so many rivalries that you forget about, but yeah, Omega and Ishii had a little rivalry going this year.
1: Yeah, so the the first match, um, when Kenny Omega returned after uh, that performance at the Tokyo Dome earlier in the year... He wrestled Ishii in the New Japan Cup opening round. And New Japan Cup is always a big deal, but many of the matches aren't, aren't necessarily blow away, especially in the opening round. But on that night, they were determined to steal the show. And um, Tomohiro Ishii actually beat Kenny Omega clean that night, Yeah. which um, was surprising because it seemed like Kenny Omega might even get the push to win that tournament. He got knocked out in the first round. So it, the storyline was that Kenny was kind of – you know, he, he couldn't win in the Tokyo Dome. He couldn't win at the New Japan Cup. Was he even going to be able to <laughs> return the right. form from these losses? And so this was his return, and he pulled out all the stops yeah, that night. He, yeah,
0: he just came back and was just balls to the wall, left it all out there in the ring, ring and just had an amazing classic.
1: And Ishii is one of these guys that this year, I think he literally had something close to four and three quarters with every major singles guy that he wrestled this year at least once. I mean, his year is just incredible. And this was, um, of the three matches that they had, because as I mentioned earlier, we we knocked off their G1 match, which was also four and three quarters, the G1 special in USA, I should say. This was uh, seen by most, and I would agree that this was the best match they had yeah, all year. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, worth checking out. And then uh, we're going to continue on. We have Okada and Omega
0: from Dominion. This was the big rematch. From Wrestle
1: Kingdom 11. Oh, this, awesome match. This this match, this is the match that went to a draw, right? Yeah, this was the one hour draw. Uh, <laughs> Dave Meltzer uh, thought it was better than the Tokyo Dome match. He rated it six and a quarter. quarter. Um, Which w-
0: just continued to blow the, <laughs> blow the internet up.
1: I think it was a troll. I think he was just working people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: But um, yeah, that, that match – this was the return match and you know the story coming out of the, the first match was that Kenny couldn't hit the one-winged angel. So he never – he didn't beat Okada. So the tease was there. If he hits the one-winged angel, he'll be able to uh, beat Okada. They teased the uh, – the, um, like Kenny – or I'm sorry, uh, Cody throwing in the towel. Yes. One of the best moments of the match. Um, the leg work for the first opening I mean this match was really 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 good and they went an entire hour at Dominion um, which they don't really and, do in Japan hardly anymore
0: and like. the crazy thing is when these long matches even though Wrestle Kingdom 11 matches like what 45 50 minutes yeah even though these matches are so long they don't feel that long Yeah. like the bell rings and you're like what I've been sitting here for that long it doesn't feel that long like that's that good and um you know, this match was just, you know, Broadway, just knockout, drag out match. It was
1: awesome. And, you know, just solidified how great both of these performers are. And then um, going on, I will say here that there was great matches at Power Struggle, King of Pro Wrestling, other big shows dude there's just there's been great matches
0: all year but we can't we
1: couldn't we, get could, we couldn't
0: put we couldn't you know, get over 40 matches for you guys to vote from
1: we thought about listing like 20 and it was overkill we couldn't yeah. do it so we, we want to narrow it down to the very very best and so the last four matches even though there was big cards the rest of the year with like I said power struggle and, and all that the, la- the the top four matches that we saw as being matched the year candidate were all come from the G1 climax um, starting off with um and again these are in sequential Sequential order, Uh, we start off with uh, Naito versus Abushi. Which was that the first night? I think it was the first night. I should have listed the nights on this. This is my fault, guys.
0: (laughs) This is uh, the young boys' uh, fault. Um, But yeah, you know the interesting thing here. You know, you had Abushi kind of this is Abushi's return. Yeah, return to New Japan. Um, You know, it's been said that you know Abushi should be kind of one of the top guys of New Japan. But, but, he but he won't sit still. Right. He likes, you know, wrestling all over the place. So this was kind of his return. And, you know, Ibushi should know Even
1: though he was there all year.
0: Right. <laughs> he's, well, not really, but kind of. Right. Pretty much the whole story is Ibushi should be one of the big guys, and he's facing one of the big guys in Naito. Yeah. And it was kind of like a proving ground for Ibushi. Like, you want to finally stay in New Japan? Well... You're gonna to have to go against, you know, one of the top dogs here, don't, Naito. Don't,
1: uh, that match, I watched that match. I've seen all these matches, but I watched that match, and uh, one of the things that really just stuck out to me. I remember there was a, there was a crazy turnbuckle spot. Uh, wasn't there like a reverse run off the? No, the Ye- pile driver. There, yeah, he did the pile driver off the off the top, the top rope. rope. Yeah, my
0: God. Oh my gosh.
1: Um, but that, not only that, but when Abushi threw Naito into the, he threw him like a lawn dart, like he's Ray Mysterio. Yeah, like <laughs> um, the Kevin. Nash, like Nash by, yeah. He threw him into that turnbuckle. That, that was something that stuck out to me. This was one of the first, I think it was like the first, in a really good G1 climax, the first really, really big, like, match of the year worthy candidate that stuck out from that
0: tournament. Right. And then uh next up, Naito again, this time against Tanahashi.
1: And, and let me say, at this point, we're at the finals of the G1. The G1 was loaded with awesome matches. I mean, Elgin versus Okada was one of them. Right. Um, yeah. We already mentioned the Suzuki versus Okada. Kenny had great matches. I mean, there was great matches all around. Right. And but, then and this
0: match was pretty much continuing the rivalry between Naito and Tanahashi. Yeah. For the their intercontinental title rivalry.
1: Yeah, they had that, that uh, amazing match at Wrestle Kingdom. Then they had the return at uh, Dominion, which yeah. was... Um, I didn't think it was as good, but many people felt it was better. So they were right on the same level. But of the three matches they had this year in singles that were high profile, this to me was the best one. Yeah. And it was for the uh, A-block final. The yeah,
0: A-block final. And pretty much, you know, not only is the A-block final, but you have the ace, Tanahashi, going against um, Naito, who's a guy that, you know, wants to be the ace, so it's definitely an, a proving ground match this time for Naito,
1: and it was awesome too because Tana, uh you know, Naito had used a particular uh, game plan in the Tokyo Dome and it worked for him, and then he tried it again in, in, at Dominion, and it and Tanahashi had figured it out. So when they met in the G1 finals, um, the idea that Tanahashi could have gone to the finals and put over either you know Okada or Omega, who he was slated that. That was definitely feasible, but um, not to be so. This was Naito's year, Naito uh, was able to counter the game plan that Tanahashi came up with and ended up uh, getting the victory in this one. So it's just it's it's another like changing of the guard type match.
0: Yeah, and then uh, next up, this is the G One B Block Finals. Um, Omega versus Okada three six stars. Yes, another six star match. This one was uh, about 30 minutes, right? It
1: was a dash. Yeah, it felt like it was like 12 minutes. Yeah, they killed each other in that match. Uh, just crazy spots. I remember the, the apron. Uh, what was it? The apron. He did the apron. Um, uh, Dragon Suplex. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of crazy spots. Like, we can't call the whole Yeah, after. and we also don't want to, you know, sway you in the voting. Uh, and just to be clear here, <coughs> everything on this list is match of the year worthy and i'm right i'm honestly saying that it really 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 is i you you put one of these matches on i watch it and i go best match of the year and then i turn another one on i go oh you know what (laughs) best match of the year so but um this was uh kenny finally getting the win over okada so he could go into the finals at the g1 right that was the whole big thing here can omega finally beat okada and this was after suzuki Basically killed Okada, and right. after Okada has gone through his all his uh, championship title run this whole year, so I mean it was an awesome, awesome match. And then that brings us to our final match on on this, uh, you know, match
0: of the year list. Uh, from the this is the G One Finals, um, we got the B Block winner Omega against the A Block winner Naito. Winner gets a shot at
1: uh, the world title. Did that get five and a half or five and a quarter? Uh, I think. Uh, five and a quarter in? something it was over five stars yeah. in either case and um i just watched this uh you know i had to get caught up on some stuff um yeah, i kind of fell off around g1 earlier this year and i watched omega naito and i was just blown away dude the pile driver table spot oh my god i thought and to be clear this was the rematch of what was In many publications, Voices of Wrestling listed this as their match of the year. I think it was the Wrestling Observer Newsletter match of the year, the last year. And that means it was the match of the year over Sammy versus Nakamura Yeah. in most publications. Um, And I think it was match of the year over – that was the same year that Charlotte – or I'm sorry, Bailey and uh, Sasha. Sasha. So this – they had – they wrestled at the G1 – I think A-Block or B-Block finals the year before. or Yeah, yeah, the B-Block finals the year before. So this was a rematch of that, and they outdid that match. By far, they yeah, outdid that they match. they
0: blew it out the water. They blew
1: it out the water. Yeah. And I didn't think that was possible. Um, and obviously Naito's headlining, but, like, incredible performance. Um, we don't know what we – we're not here to predict, but I am very interested to see how well some certain matches do versus others. I think we have a very diverse – group of listeners out there with diverse tastes. It's going to be very interesting to see how this all shakes out.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, so next up we have uh, Best Show of the Year. Uh, First, we have Wrestle Kingdom 11. And like we mentioned, there's been a couple matches from Match of the Year that are from Wrestle Kingdom 11. This was the night that we saw the six-star match of Omega and Okada. Um, There was Tanahashi and Naito. Uh, Shibata and Goto. I mean, you know, I can go on and on about all the great matches that happened in Usual Kingdom 11.
1: One thing was like the top four matches of that card made it an incredible top, like, you know, uh, like final four matches were just incredible. But if you view it as a full card in and of itself, and most of the cards are going to be this way because they, guys, there were so many cards that could have been show of the year, but um with that being said, if you watch this show top to bottom, it's one of the most enjoyable four or five hours of wrestling you'll ever find. I mean, it's a it's a beautifully laid out card. And then the top four, I don't know, in many other years where you're going to find qualities of cards like this from any other promotion, uh, much less have as many as they did in New Japan this year at the same time. Uh, Gato and those guys and all the, the yeah. New Japan talent, they're just killing it. Then uh, next up, we
0: have New Beginning in Osaka, which that was headlined with uh, Naito defending the IC title against Michael Elgin. You also had a junior title match. Uh, Takahashi defended
1: against Dragon Lee. Oh, that was like a car crash of a match. Was yeah. like, that one got four and a half. I mean, those guys are, are, you know, it's Takahashi and Dragon Lee. They try to kill each other. Yeah. My God. Um, yeah, then you had the... Uh, triple threat with uh, chaos and uh, GB Great Bash heel and Suzuki Gun. Uh, the Shibata versus Will Osprey match was yeah. very, very good. That was for the British uh, heavyweight title. Um, top to bottom, there wasn't much that was like aside from the top two matches and the Shibata Osprey. Nothing was like blow but nothing was what ma- what made us consider this card was nothing was bad. Right, everything was very good. Too great and it ended up with a five star match and a four and a quarter star or four and a half star match and another four and a quarter so i mean you really can't complain when you have a you know a match that or a card that's that strong basically then next up
0: we have sakura genesis uh this was in
1: tokyo that might have um, been like potentially the hottest crowd of the year one of them yeah um, and we already talked about the great match between Okada Oka- and Shibata, yep. um, Takahashi, and Kushida had that one minute and fifty six uh, second, second match, mm-hmm. which wasn't in and of itself a great match, but coupled with uh, how good the show was, it was shocking and it was right. great storytelling, and it really and this played into a future match with these guys. Yeah, and then we got the Goto versus Zack Saber Jr. match, which actually ended up being better than the. Uh, the previous match that i mentioned with shibata and um, will osprey will osprey this was a for the never title um, and that was Zack sabre jr kind of making his debut with uh with a uh, suzuki okay, uh, gun yeah
0: or sorry, or suzuki, he, gun. Yeah, sorry suzuki, suzuki gun sorry suzuki gun and then uh
1: war machine and Tenkozy was very very good yeah
0: war machine won the tag won the tag
1: titles here um yeah so i mean and then the rest of the card was was very good as well it was an easy show to watch um, but it was really bolstered by those top three matches there. Um, the next card that we considered was uh, best of the super Juniors night one. And the reason that we selected this, uh this card in particular, there's no five star matches, but I don't think there's anything be- beneath four and a quarter. Out of yeah the, out of the entire um out of the
0: entire card. yeah, I'm looking at it now. Seen four. There's a 3.75, 3.25. Yeah, we
1: got Taka versus Jushin Thunder Liger. That was like around a four star match. Volador Jr. versus Tiger Mask was just under four stars. Ricochet versus Tai Chi was like around almost four. ACH versus Bushi, El Desperado versus Kushido, which was probably night of the match of the night. So the reason we selected this, it's very similar to like an NXT takeover card where maybe there's no five-star matches. But how can you complain when you have five or six matches that are all around four or above four four stars? Right. You don't typically most of these big shows that we've just mentioned to you. You don't get that with Wrestle Kingdom or New Beginning or Sakura Genesis. You get the traditional openers that build to the big matches. But on this night, featuring the best super you know the best junior heavyweights in the world wrestling each other, it was very. It's similar to like um, the Cruiserweight Classic last year. Yes, if if all of them were the finals (laughs) in one night so I mean that was one of the that was one of the sleeper nights many people probably didn't see it but uh, it was the best night of the entire best of the Super Juniors tournament they came out they really turned up for that first night then next up we have Dominion like we mentioned
0: uh, before that was the night of the 60 minute draw with Okada and Omega you also had Tanahashi um getting back the IC title from Naito
1: in another like four and a half four and a three quarter match
0: Um, you had uh Suzuki um defending the never title in a lumberjack death match a lot of people didn't like it Goku. I thought it was
1: pretty good but I mean you have to be into Suzuki and the whole Suzuki gun interference deal right and then
0: they had the big rematch with uh, Kushida and Takahashi
1: that that was their best match they've had yeah that was awesome that was like four and a half right there Um, Takahashi's just killing it the first part of the year. Cody vs. Michael Elgin was pretty decent. Um, You know, uh, Gorilla's Destiny, War Machine. This was another show. Many people termed this show because it was probably, like, up to that point, the second biggest show of the year um, because it was headlined by the same uh, headliner as Wrestle Kingdom. Many people termed this Wrestle Kingdom part two (laughs) right yes this was pretty much what it was yeah and
0: Wrestle Kingdom the remix there's
1: there's no doubt in my mind that this is going to do very well um, in the voting as well as like Wrestle Kingdom because many people saw them being like very similar Um, but I mean another six star night with several other four foreign like four and a three quarter, four and a half star matches. So, really, really good night there. And then we had both nights uh, of com- uh, the G One Special in USA. Night one and night two yes, are the, both
0: nominated. The shows from Long Beach. You know, uh, night one had Okada and Cody Rhodes, IWGP Champ versus Ring of Honor Champ. You had um, throughout both the both nights you had the U S. Title Tournament to crown the first ever IWGP U S. Champion. On night one you had.
1: Omega and Elgin, Ishii and Naito. The thing, the thing that for me that made this card so awesome was when it started out on we were watching on uh, U.S. television. It wasn't that great. It started off, <laughs> yeah, kind of bad. It was like, is this what they're gonna showcase for? And looking at it too, it looked like a Road to show. It did. And then all of a sudden, um, at the the last four matches of that night, when you got the War Machine and Gorillas of Destiny uh, no DQ match. They freaking killed it. Ishii versus Naito killed it. Omega versus Elgin was a was a near five-star match. And then Okada and Cody was a great main event. Probably one of Cody's best performances of the year. Yeah, plus the Chaos versus Bullet Club 10-man tag opener was a really fun and entertaining strong opener. This was an awesome night, and it was a sleeper, and it, it ended on a high note with the the Cody and Kenny Omega storyline kind of being resolved at the end of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Going into Night 2, you had, um, you know, kind of very similar where there was some some kind of fluff matches in there. But Kenny Omega versus Jay Lethal was... Like a great match. Ishii versus Zack J- Zach Sabre Jr. was surprisingly an incredible match. Yeah, the 10-man
0: tag, I remember that being fun. You had Dragon Lee, Jay White, Juice, really Teton, Valdor Jr. against LIJ. Uh, uh, the Young Bucks came out and uh, finished
1: their trilogy this year with uh, Roppongi Vice. Right,
0: and that was the last night. Uh, well, that was the night they decided to break up. They
1: decided to break up, yeah. Um,
0: then you had uh, Bullet Club versus Chaos. Uh, Tanahashi that- versus Billy Gunn. <laughs>
1: Which was not good, but when you con- when you consider that Kenny Omega and Tomohiro Ishii had an almost five star match, and that. Kenny and Jay Lethal had a great match. Ishii and Zack Sabre Jr. had a great match and the other everything else on this card was really strong except for the Tanahashi Billy Gunn match. You have a, a near show of the year contender. It's an awesome night.
0: Yeah, and that's just one of those weird things seeing Billy Gunn in an IC title match.
1: Oh man. <laughs> I thought I thought Tanahashi would be able to pull like a Something passable But even he couldn't do <laughs> uh, right. And then going into um, So then we get to G1 season And obviously G1 is littered With incredible nights um, I think it would be almost impossible To go through how good each night was But um, night 1, night 2, and night 3 Were just off the bat Where these guys were still fresh And they put on some of the best matches Of the entire tournament Yeah and why we considered night one and night two and night three is very similar to like the whole NXT thing. There's nothing that was five stars on any of those nights, except for maybe, I think, Ibushi and, uh, Naito. and Naito. But top to bottom, all the tournament matches were around four or above that. Right. And so it's these, some of these uh, tournament shows like Best of Super Juniors and G1, the reason we consider them is not because they had the best main event of the year the way that, like, a Dominion or, you know, Sakura Genesis did, but... But from top to bottom, they were solid. Not even just solid. They're exemplary. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I watched G1 Night 1, and I thought, this is one of the best nights of wrestling I've ever seen in my entire life because every match is so great. And it's sad because we're at the end of the year, and we're not even talking about any of those matches, and they were all so great. But they were so much better, you know... Well, the problem is there's just... A- too many great matches to talk about. Yeah, um, uh, and I think G1 uh, Climax Night 17, which we also have listed. This, uh, you had Naito defeating Tanahashi. Yes. Um, Goto
0: and Ibushi, Saber and Ishii, Makabe and Yoshihashi, Balak
1: Fale and uh, Nagata. So the tournament was almost over at that point, but those guys decided to close that block out in style and almost everything on that card delivered that night I yeah mean, um you, you guys have to watch this stuff the, the g1 climax is just awesome this year and then, then
0: um, uh, next up we have uh king
1: of pro wrestling that was headlined by uh, yeah, yeah okada versus who who did he wrestle okada versus evil that's right. They had that re- that rematch of that great match that they had at the G1 Climax, um, and then Naito and Ishii had another. It wasn't their best match of the year, but it was another. They always deliver, and it yeah. was a really, really, really good match. Osprey and Kushida. That one. That one was like four and a half. I think. Yeah, it was, it was a really good match. match. Um, and man. I think everything on the show, like. Roppongi 3K versus Funky Future was really, really oh, good. Oh, dude, I, Roppongi 3K,
0: like, I was so impressed by the... I mean, I've seen them as a Tempura boys, but I don't know. They were, like, on a next level this night against Funky Future.
1: Uh, Juice and Kota and against uh, Tanahashi and Makabe was really good. This, this one was another one where... Um, the main event might not have delivered as well as some of the other big shows of the year even though it was still a great main event but um the undercard was a little bit stronger on this than some of the other shows like wrestle kingdom or dominion and top to bottom it's a very 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 strong show and then the final nominee for best show
0: of the year is power struggle which was main evented by uh tanahashi versus bushi for the ic title You also had um, a U.S. title match with Omega and Beretta. Awesome match. And then, obviously, this was the night that you had... uh Debut of Chris Jericho, the return of Switchblade J White. And that's right. The storylines that were getting us ready for Wrestle Kingdom. That's right. Storylines in New <laughs> Japan. Who would have guessed it?
1: Marty Scurll versus Will Ospreay. Yeah. He came in and took the title. It's freaking awesome. Really, really good match. Uh, um, Suzuki versus uh, Toriano. Toriyano. So
0: got, death match.
1: It wasn't great, but we got the blow off to that storyline feud that had been running almost all year, and actually for several years. A, you know so that this was a really 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 There was also too. the uh, Best of the Super Junior Tag
0: fi- Finals yeah. uh, or Pungi 3K once again um going against uh Super 69 which is ACH and Taguchi
1: at the end of the day this is one of those categories where there were so many good shows that New Japan put out this year you'd be hard pressed to tell me that one was better than the other this is this was the other really 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 tough um area where we couldn't just do 5. Um, do yourself a favor, watch these shows. Yeah,
0: do you watch all these shows and re-watch matches shows. before you'd vote so you have a good idea of what exactly these, the greatness of these cards. Jeremy,
1: why are you assuming that people have enough time to watch all <laughs>
0: Dude, shows Take a break from Raw and Smackdown and watch these shows.
1: Yeah, do yourself a favor, <laughs> don't watch Raw this week and put on Dominion or don't put on Raw this week and Watch Best of the Super Juniors Night 1 or G1 Night
0: 3. Raw, spoiler alert. Kane beats a young talent he shouldn't beat. Watch (laughs) New
1: Japan. Spoiler alert. Braun Strowman's going to come out and beat someone up.
0: (laughs) Brock Lesnar will not be on Raw. Spoiler alert. (laughs) There will be
1: no matches rated above three stars on Raw. Any night of the year, except for like maybe once or twice a year. Yeah, yeah. so don't just do yourself a favor. Yeah. Put on something that has
0: trust me. You can all, you, matches. Trust me, you can easily catch back up on WWE. All right, so next
1: uh, category we have... We have the official... Wrestler of the Year. Also otherwise known as the Antonio Inoki Wrestler of the Year Award. And so we have the first nominee, the cleaner,
0: the leader of the Bullet Club... Kenny Omega. Yeah, what's there to say? <laughs> I mean, we've pretty much. I mean, after going through uh, show of the year and match of the year, I think we've said all we can say about
1: how great Kenny Omega. I, I think someone did a like his top ten matches of the year and their match ratings, and the average was like five point two. Yeah, for for all ten matches. Yeah, which is insane. Um, yeah, this was. Kenny's best year he's ever had.
0: Yeah, just a blow away.
1: He, he elevated, um, he's elevated New Japan. Yep, he uh, won the U.S. title. His uh, his title, that that title tournament, um, that two-day t- title tournament uh, performance was one of the, it's probably since like Bret Hart at the King of the Ring 93, the best single tournament, like single elimination tournament performance I've seen of a wrestler. In like a two night tournament
0: Yeah that was amazing Also he had the Small knee surgery um, Did he have a knee surgery? Yeah he had a scope On his knee Right before A few weeks before His title match Against Juice Robinson Which was a Four and a half Star match
1: I mean, and this guy's all over the world. I mean, he's he was wrestling in you know like South America and uh, Europe this year, and all over Japan, and coming into the Indies for the first time in a long, long time, having great matches everywhere. But um, even during the G1, the last two nights, he went he went from having back to back. He had two matches in a row back to back each night that were over above five. five stars. Yeah,
0: this machine.
1: This guy, he is a machine, and he's one of the most creative and talented guys out there. And he's the most over Gaijin as far as like top stars that, you know, New Japan has right now. All right. Um,
0: next up, we have the current IWGP uh, World Heavyweight Champion, Kashyusuka Okada like again we've I mean
1: we haven't even really given Okada the kind of praise that we really should so far um when when we got through when I started looking at and this goes beyond this year a little bit but if you look at his title run starting from the time he beat Naito last year through his G1 title defenses to when he beat uh uh then he defended against Kenny Omega then he defended against uh like who did he defend against? Um,
0: Tiger,
1: Tiger W. Yeah. Tiger Mask W, Suzuki, even the, the four-star Bad Luck Fallet match he had. He had another six-star with Kenny Omega. There was talks at that time when we were just halfway through the year, that there's no way anybody could even be close to contention with him for Wrestler of the Year. Now that didn't shake out that way. There's several guys that are close, but um that title, his title run that he's had this past year. It's amazing. It's, it's still going. <laughs> this is, this is like Flair eighty nine, Bret Hart ninety six. Like you know, uh, I'm sorry, Bret Hart ninety five. Like Shawn Michaels ninety six levels of greatness that we're getting from Okada, and he's just in his prime. Yeah, he's just in his prime. It's crazy. Um, it, you're gonna be hard pressed to find a better wrestler on the planet than uh, Kazuchika Okada today. Um, it's. Gonna be very tough to see because it's gonna be. There are definitely fans who think Kenny's the best this year. There's fans who think, um, not Okada's the best. And then as we go into these other guys, I think it's gonna split the vote quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. And so it's hard to tell how this is really gonna shake out. But I mean, Okada's had a banner, banner, banner year. All year he's put on amazing matches. Yeah, I mean, pretty much all five of these guys have put on amazing
0: matches all year. Next up, the ace. Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, had the uh, Intercontinental Champion pretty much, championships majority of this year.
1: I, w- I would say, like, Tanahashi could be uh, Wrestler of the Year. He could win the Inoki Award, but he cut his hair.
0: Yeah, and he did say in
1: an interview that he wants to grow it
0: back, but they're doing a sequel to that movie, so he's going to have to cut it again.
1: Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so... I need, I need that Lion Man, man. <laughs> but, um you know, Tanahashi is one of the only guys I can think of that can take, like, a backseat role and a diminished spot to some degree the way he has and still be looked at as, like, wow, he might be the best wrestler in, on the planet still right now. Right. I mean, he
0: was able to use that IC title to main event shows that did not have world
1: title matches. Um, he oh and he cleaned that belt up yeah <laughs> thank god like, he cleaned that belt up Nito was just throwing that thing around but um he had an amazing series I mean his G1 run was awesome uh he had to do the whole come from behind uh, thing. that I mean, he's been wrestling all year for torn bicep. Yeah, he wrestled with a torn bicep all year. He had some, he gave Zack Saber Jr. some of his best matches he's had all year. He uh, gave a he had an incredible match with Ibushi at Power Struggle, plus the one they had at G1, um, the Naito series. I mean, Tanahashi was on fire all year. Yeah, speaking
0: of Naito, that's the next uh, nominee. Tatsuya Naito, um, number one contender. Uh, for the world title right now, he's gonna be in the main event at Wrestle Kingdom twelve, won the G one with a, an amazing match of Omega.
1: He, he mean, beat Tanahashi in the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom. That was huge. Like nobody does that. He, he beat Mister Wrestle Kingdom at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Start making performance. Um, he's the head of Los Cangrejuelas uh, de Japon which is what like pretty much one of the hottest factions in the entire country. He's selling more merchandise than anyone else out there. Doing tours of Ring of Honor. Um, I would not be surprised if... Obviously, many people are going to say Kenny Omega or Okada are like the popular picks to win but this. But Naito's right there. I mean, he's on their level. I wouldn't be surprised if... He, I really, honestly, truly wouldn't be surprised if we found out that he did beat them. When it all comes down to it. So, I mean, it's right there. And then the final nominee... Tomohiro Ishii.
0: Uh, and this is another one of those guys. He's almost kind of a sleeper pick. You know, the focus is always kind of on Omega, Okada, Tanahashi, and Naito, but this is a guy who's
1: had great matches all year. Well, we struggled with this fifth one. We want to have a fifth pick because, obviously, the big four, you know, the Naitos, the Tanahashi, Okada, and Omega, we want to have a fifth pick, and um, we really struggled because we considered Michael Elgin, because, he, but we didn't pick Elgin due to the fact that even though he had incredible matches all year, he kind of languished in his spot with the company. Um, and the same could somewhat be said with Ishii, but we also considered Abushi. Um, yep. Because he had an incredible second half of the year. Um, and even if you consider his Tiger Mask W run, but we didn't really want to factor that in, I guess. Yeah. But when it came down to it, Ishii may, might be the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, I mean, he's right up there for all of these guys. He's the workhorse of this of this guy uh, of this class of guys right now. Um, yes, they all had incredible matches, but I don't know if any of them consistently performed at the same level every single night and every single card that Tomohiro Ishii did this year. Yeah. I- if it was just match quality, if it's just Consistency of match quality. I don't know if you be could pick against Ishii for this uh, yeah, spot.
0: He's definitely a, a top guy to be on lookout. Who could? I mean, he could be a sleeper victory, a dark horse in this category.
1: So those are your five picks for the Antonio Inoki Wrestler of the Year award. Next category is the Jushin
0: Thunder Liger Junior of the Year. Uh, first nominee is will osprey
1: yeah will osprey had an incredible year
0: and we talked a lot about a lot of the great uh junior title matches he had this year he's with chaos now yep uh kata brought him in to be a part of
1: chaos um, he had he he's performed incredibly in the in the tag matches like just highlighting his spot w- you know within that group as being the high flyer, but then um his entire run through the best of the super juniors the match yeah. he had with Ricochet the match he so had with Kushida, Kushida uh, Marty Skrull yeah, um. I mean um night in and night out he's one of the top performers when it comes to the juniors. Then he he won the title this year. He beat Kushida. Right. After not being able to
0: beat Kushida, he was finally able to beat him. But then he uh, eventually dropped the title. Well, he dropped the title in his first defense against one of our nominees,
1: the the villain, Marty Skrull. So Marty Skrull wasn't in New Japan as long as some of these other nominees but he's had an incredible second half of the year as the champion. And um, right now we're we're getting ready to go into Wrestle Kingdom. And he's going to be defending the title against several of these uh, other guys. But, um, I mean, his popularity, he's already over in Japan. Oh, yeah. The Villain Club,
0: the villain is super over in Japan. His
1: entrance they didn't even know who he was and his entrance like got over in Japan like that, like night one. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he's one of the best performers you know, of uh, in wrestling today. Um, there's not much, you know, there's a lot that could be said, but Marty Scroll is one of, you know, one of the best juniors that they have right now and he's definitely in consideration for this uh, award. The next up, we have Hiromu Takahashi.
0: Uh... It's another guy that had a, another great year with matches with
1: Kushida and Osprey. Um, did, did Takahashi ever wrestle Scroll? He hasn't wrestled Scroll yet, to the best of my knowledge, but um, his first, after he came in as the Ticking Time Bomb, um, just that gimmick was so crazy, like, sounding and weird, and he was, like, licking the belt. And, yeah, you know, and
0: then he had uh, he introduced uh, Daryl Takahashi.
1: Yeah, he got Daryl over. <laughs> um, his first half of the year... Now, he kind of tapered off in the middle and started picking up steam again at the end because I think that's how they booked him. But in the, in the beginning of the year for Takahashi, when he came in and beat Kushida, then he had that incredible match with Dragon Lee, <laughs> he had an incredible match with... uh. Who, I know he had a great match with um, freaking Liger this year. Yeah. Um, there's Oh, Ricochet. He had that match with Ricochet. He was on fire yeah. and all these guys were trying to – there was a storyline of the different tactics they were trying to use to beat him um, until finally Kushida was able to overcome him. But he had – there was a very like big fight feel like almost Brock Lesnar-esque feel to his early to the early half of the year with he, Takahashi yeah he was very dominant and, and in a, a division that has kind of suffered in the year this is one of the strongest years that the juniors have had with these figures that are all here now where in the past it, it hasn't always been like this there have been some down years in the past couple of years so um, Takahashi's been one of the most exciting uh, you know uh, I don't know what additions to the division
0: you know yeah and then the final nominee, the coach of Team Takuchi Japan. He's Ris- the coach. Yeah. I don't know. that. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he calls himself. He's he calls himself the coach.
1: Nice. Um, uh, Riske uh, Teguchi. Uh, oh, Ryosuke Teguchi. You know, I I thought you were. You know, I thought you were to say Kushida. Oh. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, Kushida's the coach of uh, Taguchi Japan. (laughs) That makes sense. My bad. That's all right. Disregard. Um, So, yeah,
0: Taguchi, he's had a great year. Um, Teamed up with Ricochet, Funky Future, teamed up with ACH, uh, Super 69.
1: Um, Taguchi was one of those guys where we weren't sure who we were going to put in as the fifth spot. We kind of considered even Dragon Lee, but Taguchi didn't hold the belt this year. But his Best of the Super Juniors run was really, really awesome. And, thing, and his consistency. Yeah, and the thing is, he can be overlooked because he
0: is a comedy wrestler. And so much of his match just focuses on him trying to um, hit the hip attack. But once that's all done, and he actually gets into like wrestling in the match... He's just top-notch.
1: And we got more of that this year than we have in, in previous years. We got more of the serious Taguchi this year, which was awesome. We, we're, we missed one person. The
0: ace. I, I thought we said Kushida.
1: We did not talk about Kushida. Oh,
0: uh, my bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so then our fifth and final nominee for Jushin Thunder Liger Junior of the Year is Kushida. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, is a guy that I've
0: really... Fall in love with this year, Um, you know. He was a standout as a junior tag team with um, Alex Shelley as the Time Splitters a couple years ago, and
1: this is a guy that Daniel Bryan said would be like one of his dream opponents.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a big statement. I think it's Kushida is very underrated, and like I said earlier, either earlier or on another show, that Kushida should. Uh, be in the heavyweight division
1: in the years past Kushida has suffered from being like the only junior that's why they call him the junior ace there have been years where he's been the top of the division but there's been no division really it's just revolving guys that have revolved basically come in and out of the division haven't really stayed and so he suffered from that when Takahashi came in it created a foil to his uh, you know ace character and his you know traditional you know Representing kind of like what New Japan is as far as juniors, so that kind of reinvigorated uh, Kushida this year, I would say, and we saw him uh, lose to Kushida in that basically a squash match. Yeah. And he had to recollect himself and come back. He ended up winning the championship. He ended up winning the best of the Super Juniors. He did eventually lose the title to Will Ospreay in a very competitive match, but he's already right now back in the mix. And, and for the
0: uh, fatal four-way title match at Wrestle Kingdom 12.
1: And across the board, he also held the ring of... I mean, we're not going to... That's really, right, yeah. He was the Ring of Honor TV champion. Yeah, we're not going to consider too much stuff that happened outside of New Japan for these awards, I would say, but, I mean, he... Was killing it over in Ring of Honor, and, and
0: that's just more proof that he can be in a heavyweight division.
1: Yeah, he re- he's one of the only guys that like he's wrestling heavyweights everywhere but New Japan, basically right now. So, right. Um, those are your five um, candidates for the Jushin Thunder uh, Liger Junior of the Year.
0: Next up, we have Tag Team of the Year nominee number one, the Young Bucks. Uh, I mean, these guys. I mean amazing year in and out of the ring um, great matches with uh, Rapungi Vice they had a nice little rivalry going um,
1: yeah they had a three match series really really good. great matches all of them um,
0: they're the number one contenders they're going to be facing Rapungi 3k at Russell Kingdom 12 um, they've seen so much success with their being the elite YouTube series the Hot Topic t-shirt sales that's the success of the Bullet Club um, the
1: only knock against them this year, I would have to say, is that they weren't there for much other than the big shows. Right. And which I forget. I think it was Power Struggle. Uh,
0: I think it was Nick Jackson who said that they're on the Brock Lesnar schedule, <laughs> that they only do the big shows.
1: But you um, have to consider them because when they're there, they deliver almost higher every day. Dude, every, 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 every night.
0: Yeah. Every time they're in Japan, the match is great. But, then, but their Japan schedule this year wasn't like was last year yeah, or the year before it was very light and I know we're not really considering much outside of Japan but they were uh, Ring of Honor tag champs this year and they're currently
1: the ROH six
0: man tag champs um,
1: but I mean the Young Bucks when they were there they delivered I mean they had great matches all year Some probably probably the best tag matches uh, of the year the Young Bucks had them Yeah. in, in New Japan anyways all right uh, uh, which brings us to our second and just so you guys know for this, um, we're not doing junior tags or heavy tags. We're just going to do tags across the board because, um... These are diluted tag team divisions, so we're just going to consider across the board who overall was the best tag team top to bottom. And that brings us to our second choice, uh, the Gorillas of Destiny. Yes. Uh, which uh, Tam- is Tama Tonga.
0: Tonga Loa. Uh, we talked about um, in our last episode in the tag league, um, kind of uh, when we were going over the tag league. And we mentioned you know the, both of these guys have definitely improved since they first started teaming together. Um, both guys are in the Bullet Club. Um, they have been, you know, they feuded with War Machine and the Killer Elite Squad this year. And, I mean, it was a pretty, you know, breakout year for them.
1: Of, of, of the heavyweights tag teams that were, you know, operating in New Japan this year, this was one of the two anchors that really held down this heavyweight division. Yeah. Um, you know, they get flack for not being the best performers or the best workers or whatever, but they, they were very consistent this year as opposed to other years. And they were they were in the mix the whole year. They yeah, held mean, the they titles. Held, they either held the titles or were number one contenders <laughs> this whole year. I'm pretty sure if you'll be hard-pressed hard to find a tag title match that they were not involved in this year. All right. Um, you know, and so they're definitely in consideration. They're one of the best tag teams in New Japan right now. Uh, next up, we have War Machine.
0: And we talked about those guys, too, in the tag tournament preview. And um, these guys... You know, we've mentioned before about just how well they move to their side, especially Hanson, who thinks he's Ricochet, and he's flipping <laughs> and flopping all over the place. And um, we talked about, you know, they kind of have like a road warrior appeal with their face paint and their gear. And uh, they've gotten over big in Japan. They killed it this year.
1: Yeah. Uh, of all the Of all the heavyweight tag teams, no one was as much of a... Cornerstone or anchor for that division as war machine Yeah, I mean they've really they were one of the backbones of this
0: division this year.
1: They had to come there This is their first year in Japan. They had to come to Japan as as outsiders newcomers and get over which they did and stay over and um, Now this was a thin heavyweight heavyweight tag division this year and there was some big disappointments Not all the matches were good. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you war machines matches are always good, but they're must-see performers. They're exciting. They hit hard. And they're one of the most popular tag teams, you know, that are there right now. They they had, I think they had the longest tag uh, title reign of the year, probably I as well. I believe so, yeah. And uh, they're right there in the mix for the tag titles as well. So, I mean, you know, there's very few uh, gaijin tag teams that can come into Japan and just take the titles right away and and hold on to them like that so i mean you you've got to consider war machine as being one of the top tag teams of this year
0: definitely next up we have the current iwgp junior tag champs rapungi 3k um these guys formerly known as the tempura boys made their big return at power struggle their coach is uh, uh rocky romero um, formerly of Rapungi Vice so Rapungi 3K is their chaos yeah, For- yeah they're part of chaos um, and even though they came in late in the year I mean they, they
1: almost didn't make the cut because but, they came in so late basically
0: but they won the junior tag titles in their first night their first night being repackaged then the next uh, show, they won the best of the super uh, junior tag team tournament I mean, they've got the rocket strapped on them and being shot to the moon, and now they're set for a big match at Wrestle Kingdom against the Young Bucks.
1: Yeah, they came in, won the belts, won the tournament. They're headline, not headlining, but they're, you know, one, they're the premier tag. The um, heavyweight tag match that's going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom, most likely, we don't know what it's going to be, but most likely it's going to be a multi-man match, which kind of takes some emphasis. These guys came in from off the streets, essentially, even though they were young boys, they kind of came off yeah. the streets. <laughs> and they're going to be in the premier tag match at Wrestle Kingdom against the, the hottest tag team in... The world right now yeah. so you gotta consider Rapongi 3k plus they're incredible in the ring dude yeah they are
0: crazy good alright and then the final nominee are the current IWGP tag team champions killer elite squad the team of Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer these guys are members of Suzuki Gun they are part of that huge angle in um at a New Year's Dash When this they first year. came in. Yes.
1: Um now Archer did suffer an injury uh towards the beginning of the year when they were first starting to get their push. Um but you could tell right away they were gonna be pushed for the tag titles. And then once Archer came back, they won the titles off of I believe War Machine, right? And the triple yes. threats. Mm-hmm. And they've been – they've had a death grip on those tag titles since then. It's not been long. It's only been like the last like third of the year. Yeah. But um, you've got to consider them because they've got the tag titles – they are, they're beating other guys clean. Well, not always clean, <laughs> Suzuki, but yeah. they're very intimidating, very yeah. uh, believable champions, and they've done well for themselves this year. And it's, it's uh, we'll see what they do next year. But Killer Elite Squad, they're one of the best. So that wraps up the
0: Tag Team of the Year. The next award we have is the Carl Gotch
1: Strong Style Award. Um, this now, award. Is- now, yeah, oh yeah, go ahead. Go, go, go ahead, Josh. I was gonna say, well, this this award we wanted to recognize, um, in mo- what modern day strong style it kind of represents, which you know is technically it's going to be a term that, um, originally it it was mixed, like mixed fighting essentially. So a style of wrestling that focused on the fundamentals of wrestling, but, um, also martial arts. So strong strikes, stiff kicks, headbutts, knees, elbows, and submission based wrestling, which is what I know Antonio Inoki made famous with his matches with Muhammad Ali. And it kind of over time took on a life of its own and you know the the guy these guys that are in this category they might not be the wrestler of the year or the guy that headlines for the company but these are like the toughest and the guys that represent that older school um ideology of thinking the strong style that new japan is so famous for these are the guys that embody that this year so our
0: first uh, nominee for the Carl Gotch Strong Style Award is Tomohiro Ishii,
1: um, Stone Pitbull. We already we, we kind of covered that. Yeah. But what I will say is, we've mentioned, and I can't emphasize this enough. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. Right. So if he doesn't win a uh, wrestler of the year, he can definitely win this uh, Strong Style Award. The the other thing with it too though is where those where other guys yes Okada yes Tanahashi yes everyone in New Japan uses strong styles don't give, we're not saying that they, they don't but Ishii is not a Western styled wrestler he's not the kind of wrestler that you you're gonna see on you know WWE or right TNA. I, I could never see. Ishii and WWE Ishii top to bottom is one of the toughest Men that I've ever seen Wrestle he hits harder than almost anyone I've ever seen in wrestling I mean the guy has no neck Yeah <laughs> um, And he's one of the, the strong favorites for, for this award just based on Not only his performance this year But just what he embodies when it comes to The spirit of strong style The next up Hiroki Goto All I gotta say is headbutts yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if you saw his match with shibata at wrestle kingdom this year and the match i mean his matches with suzuki maybe they didn't deliver but in the ring this guy is a killer he's, he's a buzzsaw man yeah he's he's a hard hitter and we
0: mentioned you mentioned shibata that's the next uh, nominee Um, I mean, you watch the Shibata match, you know he's all about strong style. I mean, strong style is what pretty much ended his career.
1: Yeah, it it ended his career this year. Um, I don't know how the fans are going to end up voting on this because when you think of strong style, I think most people think of Katsuyori Shibata. But if you're going to look at a full year's worth, uh, does Katsuyori Shibata's incredible first three months of the year outweigh everything that, say, Goto or Ishii.
0: Ishii did this year. Or our next uh, nominee, uh, Minoru Suzuki. Uh, this guy, you know, they, they call him one of the most sadistic men in New Japan. Um, legit shoot
1: background. Um, He's a pioneer. He's one of the, f- the godfathers of... He is one of the godfathers of MMA in, in uh, Japan. And, um, you know, pretty much
0: every match he has you know he's brawling outside the ring and just uh, finding whatever he can to hit uh, his opponents with he's not afraid to uh, attack the young boys who are just you know minding their own business at a ringside uh, he doesn't care he'll attack anybody and everybody and he just loves um, putting people in pain Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then uh, our final uh, nominee, uh, Yuji Nagata. Blue Justice. Blue Justice. So obviously Yuji Nagata is one of the uh, members of the third generation or the New Japan dads as they're called. And of of those guys, the the one who – I mean Kojima can still go. But of all of them, the one who is still the best right now is Nagata by far. And Nagata, man, the matches he had during the G One this year—this was his
0: last G One climax this year—and he just went out with a bang. Great matches, hard hitting matches,
1: and he just, you know, proved why he can still go. This this award is essentially gonna be somewhat of a popularity contest, but what it's really intended to do is to award the guy that. You know, other other award categories have like the best high flyer of the year or the best brawler of the year, things like that. Best technical wrestler, but we didn't feel like those were things that we really need to focus on in in for the keeping it strong style award podcast or you know uh, awards. We really wanted to just say, you know what, these five guys were the five guys that we felt most uh, closely embodied the spirit of strong style. Which one do we think was the best personification of what strong styles? You have to decide that, but that's those are our nominees. All right,
0: next up, Feud of the Year. Um, first nominee, we've mentioned this several times so far tonight, Omega and Okada. I mean, the three epic matches they had this year. Just Storytelling. Yeah. You want to tell me that there's no stories in New Japan, go watch
1: these three matches. Watch this feud. Well, the thing is, these stories are—you're not going to have backstage attacks. You're not going to have people's wives getting, like, stolen. (laughs) It's it's not like that. But what it's really based in is the reality that New Japan is about to make uh, an expansion into the world. And are they going to go with Okada as their ace, which it seems like they are, their Japanese uh, you know, star? Or are they gonna go with a gaijin like Omega? And who is going to represent the company? Who is the who's the best? This is this is Brett Sean. Yeah. This is Rock Austin. Yeah. This you know, and um, their story was told in the ring. Three of the best this was the modern day. Mode. Yes. We don't have any other series it, that was self-contained in a year with a trilogy on uh, big stages like this, the way that Omega Okada was. And next up, we have
0: uh, Naito and Tanahashi, another three-match series that uh, revolved around the uh, IWGP IC title.
1: And, and more so than that, I would say it revolved around what Tanahashi represents as being you know he's the guy that saved New Japan right
0: he's the ace he's you know even though Okada is like the new ace Tanahashi is still the ace still one of the backbones
1: of the current product um, he, he's the guy that brought them out of the dark ages yeah. <laughs> essentially yeah. and then you have Naito this character who at one point was supposed to be Tanahashi and was a fail he was a failure and he had to go away he was roman reigns he was roman reigns where tanahashi was john cena and when he came back he his character embodies everything that tanahashi is not he is the anti-tanahashi now and um and which is it's gotten him over i mean the crowds love him this was, this was the the series that basically still solidified that A, Tanahashi can still go. Tanahashi can still hang with the best guys. But but Naito is – this was his star – yes, he won the IWGP title last year and all that. But until he beat Tanahashi in the Tokyo Dome and until they continue the series and – Um, This is what propelled him into his Wrestle Kingdom uh, main event. So, this was a star-making feud for Naito, and it elevated Tanahashi at the same time, even in this later stage of his career. Just awesome.
0: Then next up, um, a feud that we've mentioned earlier, uh, Kushida and Takahashi for the uh, IWGP Junior title was this feud all year, and just great matches, Both of these guys had. You had that one flash match where Takahashi knocked out Kushida, the minute 56 54 match.
1: Kushida beat him in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Takahashi. Takahashi, yeah. Um, This was by far the best junior feud of the entire year. You had many match series, but nothing that seemed like personal the way that Kushida and Takahashi did.
0: Yeah, this was a personal rivalry. And then uh, another personal rivalry, uh, Toro Yanu and Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> and I can't remember if it was this show or another show. We were talking about Toru Yanu. And pretty much he's almost like a Santino Morella comedy wrestler. And he's the guy that should not be beating the killer Minoru <laughs> Suzuki. But yet every time they wrestled, Yano found a way to beat... The most dangerous man, Minoru Suzuki. And so it was a... The
1: the contrast of
0: their characters is so
1: interesting. Yeah, it's the complete opposite. This was one of those ones that many people probably don't necessarily think about when they think about the, the feud of the year. Right. But in terms of actual, like, blood feud and backstory... this. This has a longer backstory than almost any other feud. Yeah, I mean, it's been
0: like what a couple years where Yano's gotten the best of Suzuki.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, and um, it culminated with that bull rope match. Uh, The matches might not have been anything that blew you away, but that's not what Feud of the Year is about. It's about the best ongoing feud that kind of defined New Japan, and this was this is right up there. You have to consider it. Yeah.
0: Along with our last nominee, which was the Heavyweight Tag Team Feud of the Year, Gorillas of Destiny, uh, War Machine, and Killer Elite Squad. We mentioned before in Tag of the Year, these guys were the backbones of the, the Heavyweight Tag Division. And um, all three of them were the champs this year or number one contenders. At one point, they did a series where they were fighting each other in triple threats like pretty much every show.
1: Yeah, I could have done without a triple threat every show um, between these three <laughs> Um I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in thinking that. But uh, when you think of the feuds that happened this year, this is one of them that uh, – you know, it just went on and on. It was probably the most consistent feud all year. Um, yes, Killer Elite Squad was injured and out of there. And there was other players like Tenkoji that you could throw into the mix. But um, these three guys feuded all year long. And it also plays into the whole, um, you know, uh, bullet club versus suzuki gun versus the seki gun you know kind of rivalry feud so i mean there's like a, a whole faction warfare that's going on there the whole time so
0: all right so next up we have our next category the big van vader gaijin of the year award and like we mentioned in previous show, a gaijin is a foreigner. Um, we named this after Vader because Vader was one of the top, uh, probably the best, one of the best ever
1: foreigners to wrestle in New Japan, or just wrestle in Japan, period. In, in New Japan, I, he's probably the most decorated gaijin that ever wrestled for that promotion. I mean, yeah, you could consider a Hulk Hogan or Andre the Giant or a Stan Hansen even, even though he primarily made, or Brody. But, um, you know, a lot of the – like those two guys both were probably bigger maybe in all Japan. Yes. uh, Vader, when you talk about like the top gaijin that they've ever had in New Japan. I mean this is a guy who came in and (laughs) beat Inoki in his first match. um, Multiple-time IWGP champion. He's legendary over there. And so we wanted to honor him by, you know, not naming this uh, award after him. And so this would be the the gaijin that – the best gaijin of the year who represented um, kind of what – with the backstory of, of Japanese wrestling, there's always been the story of the foreign invader coming in against the Japanese superstars and kind of testing them and, and you know going back even to like World War II, that whole idea. So these are the guys that kind of represent you know what that represents, that tradition of being the best gaijin in Japan at this time. All right, so the first nominee is Will Ospreay,
0: and we've talked a lot about him tonight and all the great junior title
1: matches that he's had this year. And then uh, the, the second uh, nominee would be Cody, or Cody Rhodes. <laughs> the American Nightmare,
0: the, uh, I like to call him the American leader of the Bullet Club. Uh, Cody
1: came in, and now his matches might not have gotten over yet I think he's starting to now especially after the Okada match um, maybe I'm maybe that's just the uh, American fan of me talking. <laughs> but um, this is a guy who is a big star outside of Japan who comes in occasionally the same way that many gaijin stars in the past have he's a he's the ring of honor world champion and uh everybody who he's wrestled over there has put him over i don't think he's wrestled too many japanese stars yet though well actually he's wrestled a lot of japanese stars in ring in, of honor,
0: honor he's he defending suzuki yeah he defended the ring of honor title against suzuki and sonata and
1: then at wrestle kingdom he's going to be defending it against abushi yeah but with that being said um you know the only guy that Cody didn't beat, he had that title match with uh, Okada. And so, from a high profile standpoint, Cody is one of the top gaijin in J- New Japan right now. Right. Then, our next nominee that we've,
0: you know, sang his praises all night, the cleaner Kenny Omega. I don't really think there's
1: much more that we can say about Kenny. Um, he's but, had a banner year. Yeah. Um, then, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. Then, uh, and, uh, you know, he's Canadian and he is a he's a guyjin, and uh, he is one of our nominees for Wrestler of the Year, so there's a good chance that he'll be one of the top uh, God, I mean, he can clean up, I mean, Amida can clean up a lot of awards. And yeah. then, um, going on next, we have Michael Elgin. Big Mike! Big Mike. And, uh, in my mind, not saying that Michael Elgin's the best gaijin of the year, because that's for you guys to decide, but when you talk about someone who represents those that classic archetype of what uh, you know traditionally a, a Scott Norton or a Vader or you know Dr. Gar- Death Dr. Death or Gary Albright uh, Michael Elgin is the guy who fits that role for New Japan. He is their monster gaijin in New Japan right now. They don't you know Kenny Omega might be like one of their top stars but Michael Elgin's their monster gaijin. And he had an incredible year this year. Um, if not for him being pushed harder as a single star or even a tag star, he probably would have been in, right up there in wrestler of the year because he had you know four and five star matches all year long. Um, so you've got to consider Michael Elgin when you talk about the best gaijins in New Japan because that's what he is. The next
0: up, uh, Juice Robinson, the former CJ Parker, this is a guy who was uh, struggling to get into the main event scene in NXT, decided to leave and go to Japan, train in the dojo, and now... He is becoming a big star, had an, a, an amazing U.S. title match of Kenny Omega, had an amazing performance in the G1 Climax. Uh, the G1
1: was star-making for this guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the upset win over Omega, nobody saw that coming. That's
1: right, he what, did. Which That's what set up his U.S. title match. Um, he had a great match with, uh, I believe, Goto earlier this year for the Never title. Yeah. So he went from being a guy that was lower mid-card, as, and he didn't even go out on an, on an excursion they just right. they just he's one of these uh, he was a young bo- a young lion and then they gave him his own allowed him to create his own character and they elevated him in one year from being a lower mid card guy. To he's now a, a very believable upper mid card right. Gaijin. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten over huge. He's huge. The ladies love him. <laughs> um, I can see big things for Juice in 2018. And then our final nominee for the Big Van Vader Gaijin of the Year is Zach Zaber
0: Jr. And you know, it's well known that me and rich are not really big fans of saber um he has grown on me a little bit this year with some of the great matches that he's had here in new japan but you got to admit that he definitely made an impact being a part of suzuki gun and like i mentioned the great matches that he's had this year with like tanahashi and uh ishii um so definitely, he a, had a
1: really uh, he had a really good G one this year. Yes, he did. Um, the thing with Zack Saber Jr. Not everyone digs his technical British style, or I, I like to call it indie British style, because <laughs> people try to say it's world sport style, and it doesn't look like world sport to me. But um, he fits in great with Suzuki Gun. I think he's a great uh, addition to New Japan, and he's one of these guys that probably should be in the junior. He's wrestling in the heavy division, which uh, he's. Traditionally would be a junior, but he's in the heavy division. Um, he's been he's been good on the mic this year yeah. in New Japan too. Um, he he had a banner year in New Japan as well, and I think uh, uh, really under he he could be like the dark horse of the Gaijin of the Year Award uh, for sure. Alright that was the
0: last nominee for that award Next we have uh, The stable slash faction of the year A lot of these stables We've pretty much already talked about First nominee we have The Bullet Club Um, We continually talk about Their t-shirt sales And you know I mean there's so many Bullet Club members that are all doing Great things in New Japan And Ring of Honor Um
1: the one thing I'll say, Bullet Club this year, they're still going strong in Japan. They're, it's not the same as it was when you know Prince Devitt was the head of it or even when AJ was. Um, but it did seem like, just a year ago, it seemed like they were going to break up. This was going to be the end. Or was that two years ago? It was. Wow, two yeah, years. Yeah,
0: two years of when AJ left.
1: Yeah, two years ago it seemed like the, the Bullet Club was going to be dead in the water and they're – in some respects, at least in America, hotter than they've ever been as far as a brand. Now, the the cohesive unit might not be as strong as they once were, but you have to. Con- I mean, there's only five stables anyway, so they're all gonna make the, uh, right. the list here. But um, you know, with with the year that Kenny had, the year that God had, um, you have to kind of consider the and Cody. And Marty Skrull and the Young Bucks. Hangman Page. And Hangman Page, yeah. So you kind of have to consider Bullet Club as probably being one of the favorites to be the top stable this you, year. You can call them Elite. The yeah. Elite. <laughs> the the Elite. Um.
0: Next up we have Los Ingro Bonables de Japón. Um and these guys, I mean This in, is the breakout year. Yeah. In Japan, I mean they're doing more t shirt sales than the Bullet Club. They're, uh, more, they're doing more t shirt sales than anybody. Right. They're the hot they're the hot faction right they're now. They're the
1: hottest faction in Japan.
0: Yes, led by Naito. Uh we also got evil, Sonata, Bushi. Um,
1: Takahashi all these guys have had great matches this year and not only that but you have to take in consideration Takahashi is one of our considerations for the top junior of the year Naito is one of our considerations for the top for the wrestler of the year um, and we really we came very close to listing um, the trios champions of Evil, Sonata, and Bushi, Bushi as, as a, a tag team of the year yeah we wanted to limit that uh, division to just standard tag teams at least this year because we had five anyways. But they've held the ne- even though the Never Trios titles are kind of like the lowest title <laughs> um, in the in like in the uh, entire promotion, they've defended it and held on to it longer than any other team ever has, and they still are the champions right now. Um, plus, like evil headlined against okada this year sonata had headline matches bushi right. had an incredible best of super juniors as a unit i don't know that you find a better five-man unit in in the world right now including the guys in the bullet club i mean they're giving them a run for their money when it comes to this division right
0: um, next up we have a uh, suzuki gun who we've, we've mentioned a lot with that new year's dash angle led by that crazy man minoru suzuki Um, they had a hot beginning of the year but they kind of faded out as a unit I mean
1: Minoros had the never title for most of the year but um it's been kind of a disappointment, to be honest.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: that after that hot angle, it just kind of fell flat. Uh, he had some great matches in the G1. Yeah. And, you know, the Toriano stuff's been great. But, you know, when you start to think about, like... And Desperado's been great. But, like, when you think about them as a group, I mean, it's been a lot of inter- interference. Not a lot of progress. Um, you know, they held the junior tag titles for a little bit. I think they held the IWGP titles as well. But... Um, So you have to consider them, but if we're going to be honest, this really is coming down to almost like a two-dog race. (laughs) Yeah. When it comes down to Bullet Club and L.I.J., I think, you know, if we're being honest, that's kind of the case. But, yeah, I mean, Suzuki Gun is there, so.
0: And then uh, next up we have Chaos, which is a faction led by Okada. Um, I mean, I can't really say there's not really been that much, like, on
1: the shows, like, like, you know, show to show, there's always a chaos contingent that's represented. Right. But when it comes to, like, as a cohesive unit... That's what I was looking for, cohesive. Yeah. It's like, they're not really doing much, but you've got to consider them because they got Goto. They got... Okada. Okada. They got... Ishii. Ishii. They've got Rapongi 3K, Rapungi Vice. Um, uh, well, now they have best friends. And best friends. And so, I mean... And Toro... Yeah. no. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, maybe they're not like represented on every show. They're not all coming out together every single show, but that's not really what the factions in Japan always have been about anyways. But as, ter- as far as star power and success this year, I mean, Chaos is one of the top you know, factions and they're definitely a heel faction. I don't care what anyone else says. They are heels. I, I still don't. I, <laughs> I still see them as baby faces, but whatever. And if and if we want to just say that, like, Nakamura is an extension of them, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're not having such a great year. <laughs> <laughs> and then our
0: last uh, nominee, uh, Team Taguchi Japan. Led by the coach uh, Taguchi. they also have uh, Ricochet, A.C.H. Uh, I believe Juice is a
1: part of that Juice, stable. Uh, um, Kushida, um, uh, what? Uh, there's all kinds of guys. It's 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 a yeah. roster of guys. That it's just... a
0: kind of a revolving door of guys that are not in the other four stables that we just mentioned
1: but they're the, they're the primary face uh, group of New Japan and they provide a lot of the comedic relief in New Japan you, you know so we wanted five we wanted to list there's only five stables right now so we decided to just list all of them it's up to you guys to decide what you think's best <laughs> <laughs> alright next most in
0: approved first nominee Juice Robinson we've talked about him earlier and just how much he improved within just one year, and all that he's accomplished in this year.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the second uh, nominee is Evil from Lij. Um, now, before we move on, let's just—I just, just want to say—Juice Robinson has improved more than almost any other wrestler I've ever seen in Yeah, an it's year. incredible. And it, Evil is right up there with him. Um, this is a guy that a year or two, ago I didn't even
0: want to watch his matches. Yeah, I mean, I I watched some of his excursion stuff in Ring of Honor. I forget his old name is uh, slipping my... Oh, uh, Wat- Watanabe, I believe his old name That's was. That's right, yeah. And, I mean, pretty much every time you saw him, you know, he was doing a job on ROH TV, and it was like... Nobody really cared for him. It was like, man, just good You know, we want to see a real, you know, star Japanese star. This guy.
1: I mean, if you asked me like a year ago, like who did I want to see Bushi wrestle? Absolutely. Do I want to see Sonata wrestle? Absolutely. Naito, but uh, uh, once people were like evil, I was like, oh my god, please don't make me watch an evil match. <laughs> right. And this guy had like near match of the year uh, caliber quality matches with Okada. I mean, of course it's Okada, but he did incredible in the G1 Com- compared oh, yeah. to last year's G1 yeah. where he was like passable to like this year where he was great. Um, you know, Juice and Evil are like neck and neck. It's really tough to call between those two guys as being like, all right. The most improved. I mean, they're right up there. And then the third uh, nominee who's right there with them is Hangman Page. Hungman Hangman Page. <laughs> <laughs> One third of the Hung Bucks. Um, uh, this is a guy that people tend to get down on and I, for good reason. But if you really pay attention to what he's done in ring, um, he's incredible.
0: Yeah. Like we mentioned before, we saw that match with him and Flip Gordon at ROH. And, man... That was a solid match, and Hangman's had solid performances all this year.
1: His six-man—he's mainly been in, like, six-man tag and, uh, like, ten-man tag matches, eight-man tag, and, you know, all that. But he consistently performs at a very high level. He wasn't in a G1. He wasn't in any title uh, programs this year. So, you know, m- many people kind of sleep on him. But if you look at where he was a, a year prior to that, this guy is really, really, really grown. Um, you know, I don't think he should be doing like shooting star presses as <laughs> a heel. But the fact that he's, he's, a do- he- he's a good worker, he's super athletic for his size, and he's grown um, maybe more than almost anyone else on the roster this past year.
0: Next up we have uh, One of the Young Lions Hirai Kawato We've talked a lot about him When we previewed the Young Lions Cup uh, He is the standout of the current crop of Young Lions He is the senpai of the Young Lions He's the Young Lion that's getting a lot of the opportunities To be a part of big matches On these um uh, He's starting shows. to get wins. Yeah, he's starting to get wins. Um, I can s- easily see Kawato getting an excursion next year and coming back from a gimmick to elevate him to... Uh,
1: To top star status, he he's never been bad or anything like that. But uh, to watch his progression and the flat, they're starting to give him flashier moves, and he's starting to team with some of the bigger stars like Nagata and Tanahashi, and he he was part of that uh, during Power Struggle. They won that multi man uh, match, Um, but he's really growing in the ring. Um, it's gonna be impressive to see where he goes from here. We don't see as much of him as some of the other guys, but he's worth consideration as being the uh, the most improved of the year. Absolutely, uh, Harai Kuato. And then uh, uh, that brings us to our fifth and final nominee for most improved, El Desperado. Yeah, this is a kind of a
0: sleeper, the dark horse in this category. Um, Desperado, a
1: member of uh, Suzuki Gun. Um, he, he takes a lot of falls for those guys He does And he's kind of like their um, Singh brothers <laughs> He does a lot of in- interference But uh, his in ring work Especially like during the best of the super juniors And uh, as part of like the junior tags This guy's awesome
0: Yeah he's also the uh, caretaker of Izuka <laughs> Make sure he doesn't uh, Try to bite any of the fans faces
1: off And then um, this is going to – so that's going to wrap up the Most Improved. It's going to bring us to our next category, the Newcomer of the Year. These are people who made their debut for the first time in New Japan Pro Wrestling this year. And, uh, you know, who made the biggest impact as being the best newcomer?
0: And uh, first nominee, we've mentioned him a, a couple times
1: tonight, Zack Sabre Jr., Um, Since we've covered most of these guys We're going to kind of just run through them uh, For our uh, next nominee We have the villain Marty Scroll Then we have the American Nightmare Cody Who made his debut at Wrestle Kingdom last year And then um, the tag team Of War Machine Right. And even though they debuted
0: at the end of last year, they debuted after our cutoff period. So we're considering. um,
1: Had we had awards last year. Right. (laughs) We wouldn't have been able to consider them. So we're going to consider them as since they debuted at the tag league last year. We're going to consider them as being a newcomer for this year. And they, again, kind of both held down the. tag division. And then the final nominee, uh, Kitamura, one of the Young Lions that we've talked a lot about in the Young Lions Cup. Yeah, Katsuya Kitamura, and we talked about him during a previous show. We'll touch on him since we haven't talked too much, but um, he is not your typical Young Lion. He looks almost like a Japanese Brock Lesnar. The guy is huge. Um, I think that they got, he's got star potential written all over him, and he um, out of this crop of new lines, they've, he's one of the guys that's supposed to be like one of the biggest like new stars that's going to be coming out. Um, I remember when I saw him uh, at New Year's Dash last year and he st- stood down Billy Gunn. I was like, who's this, <laughs> who's this giant uh, young lion, this giant young boy at ringside? And um, He just made his debut this year and for being a, a f- not only a newcomer to J- New Japan, but a rookie in the sport, uh, super impressive.
0: Yeah, he's he's gonna be big. All right, now we have our final category, the Fighting Spirit Award. Um, And this award is pretty much kind of um, embodies, um, you know, either like a great performance or somebody that's really persevered or just kind of a moment where, you know, somebody's just kind of never given up.
1: Never quit, never surrender. What, what, what was uh? What's John Cena's? Uh, n- never give up. Uh, so we don't know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it
0: doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so the first nominee. Uh, for this the fighting spirit award was uh, Nagata's G1 run this was um, his final uh, time he would be participating in the G1 Climax tournament and he just had a series of great matches to end his last G1 run
1: now in New Japan for whatever reason Gato will typically book these um, older New Japan like fathers who go through these tournaments to typically like Lose <laughs> um, almost every single match or maybe even every single match. Maybe they get like a consolation victory during the tournament. Um, but their job is kind of to put over everybody else but put on great performances in their final. We saw it last year with um, Tenzan. Um, even though Hanma like wasn't really in that role, he was kind of the guy who lost every match in the G1. I think he almost lost every match for like two years straight. Yeah. It's crazy. But um, Yuji Nagata's G1 run was... Literally, I mean, this was he was the ace of New Japan um, during the dark ages and kind of the guy that tried to keep New Japan afloat while Antonio Anoki was (laughs) kind of, you know, bringing in all these MMA fighters and kind of killing them (laughs) with the booking. And he's been there this whole time, and he, even at his age, put on. Like near four star matches every single night during that G1 run. Uh, never let up. I mean, that. It, and then he did eventually. Who did he beat during the G1? He beat. Um, um, Ishii? No. No. But the match with uh, Ishii was the, his best match of the tournament Yeah, it well, was. I forgot who it was that he. I can't. Juice? Yoshiashi? I don't remember.
0: No, I think Yoshii beat him. I remember that. And he lost to Fale. I can't remember who he beat right now.
1: But Nagata had one of the best G1 runs of the year, and it was worth you know that kind of embodies the whole uh, you know Japanese fighting spirit from like Puro Rezu. Um, our second nominee was very similar in Jushin Thunder Liger's best of the Super Juniors tournament run this year, which very similar in the booking. This is going to be this was Jushin Thunder Liger's final best of the Super Juniors tournament run. Um, we named the um, junior award after Jushin Thunder Liger because he is undoubtedly New Japan's greatest junior competitor they've ever had. Um, he was the ace of the division. He um, actually started that tournament, tournament at the best of the super juniors. He's won it numerous times, and this was his final run. And he lost every single match except for the final match. Um, you know, your thoughts, Jeremy? You know. I've always been a big fan of Tush on their Liger.
0: Um, growing up, seeing him in WCW and just, you know, following his career and, um, yeah, his Super Junior, best of the Super Junior run, was very good. A lot of great matches and yeah, you know, he was consistent every single night. It's gonna be kind of crazy the next year, just not seeing him in, uh, the Super Junior tournament.
1: Oh, and happy birthday to him, by the way. I saw that. Oh, yeah. Day. Happy birthday to uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. If you're listening right now, Kichi Yamada, happy birthday, bro. And then uh, that brings us to our third nominee, which is Katsuyori Shibata's uh, return. At Was that at Dominion or King of Pro Wrestling? I cannot remember. I believe – I want to say it was King of Pro Wrestling. When uh, uh, he, he came out and surprised the crowd after – obviously, <clears throat> if you're listening – uh, he had that match, that five-star match with uh, Okada at Sakura Genesis. Um, he threw a shoot uh, headbutt that caused a subhemal hematoma. I think I said that right. <laughs> and it ended his wrestling career. And we, yeah. and he came out uh, for the first time since that night. It was months later. And uh, it was very emotional.
0: Yeah, it was mo- I mean, everybody... All- we saw women, you know, in the audience crying, just, you know, it was, yeah, it was just an emotionally charged moment and nobody, we never thought we would see Shibata walking, in just, a ring, just walking, walking, walking in the ring. Yeah. So it was a pretty big deal for him just to be walking in the ring.
1: And he came out and he cut that famous promo that I'm alive and that is all. And he uh, sat down in the middle of the ring, crossed his legs. Once again, he took a bump, took yeah. a symbolic bump, which everyone's like, oh my God. <laughs> And uh, just an incredible moment. That really, you know, was one of those moments of the year that embodied fighting spirit. And
0: then uh, the next nominee, we have Okada's IWGP uh, heavyweight title run this year. Uh, Um, We've pretty much
1: covered. Yeah, yeah, we kind of covered it during the uh, wrestler of the year. But um, it's important to just note that, like, this might be the greatest... Uh, I mean, you've got your Hashimoto's and your Tanahashi's and these guys who've had incredible um, IWGP title runs. But I don't know if pound for pound any of them have ever had as strong of a defense title schedule um, or defense title quality of matches as – uh, Okada has this year and again, storylines that exist in New Japan, the storyline is that Okada's the ace but he's getting worn down because he's going through war after war after war after war and so for that reason we nominate him for Fighting Spirit Award because the story is that he's defending New Japan's honor by being that fighting champion who goes to war with every guy that he wrestles all year long and he still got the title a year later yeah
0: uh, the next up, we have um, Kenny Omega's uh, two-night U.S. tournament run, as well as his G1 final performances, which we've covered uh, both of those earlier, talking about best show of the year and just talking about um, Kenny Omega as a wrestler of the year.
1: We already know that Kenny Omega is one of the best wrestlers on the planet and his performances, but... Uh, the three, the 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 series of three matches he had um, during the G1 finals with, um, he wrestled Jay Lethal and then he wrestled Elgin and then he wrestled uh, Ishii. They were all uh, over four and a half, near five star. Uh, then he went on later on the next month and during the G1 finals had back to back night matches that were both above five star. And so for that reason, there's. I can't think of any other um, tournament performances that anyone else had this year that were, in terms of match quality, as high as what Kenny Omega did, which is, you know, something, and he did it on a stage in America that's supposed to help expand New Japan beyond the borders of just Japan. So that's why we consider him for the Fighting Spirit Award as well. And then uh, the last
0: nominee. Daryl Takahashi, returning from the for the G1 finals, (laughs) and for those of you that don't know, um, Daryl is a stuffed cat that uh, Takahashi started bringing around with him. Apparently, it's supposed to be kind of like a uh... Daryl Takahashi got married this year. He did. Yeah, I missed that. Um, in Japan, those cat dolls are kind of like a uh, Therapeutic kind of like For like crazy people or something? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's what I've heard um, So yeah, he's always had this cat with him And then uh, during the G1, Bad Luck Fale Ripped Daryl to
1: shreds Oh, it was awesome and, uh, uh, Twitter like blew up Yeah the IWC blew up And just weeks later not even, like, I think like a month later, Daryl Takahashi came
0: Made back. a triumphant return, almost as triumphant as Shibata. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's going to be a tough uh, vote there for the Fighting Spirit Award with these five. So that wraps up all the categories and nominees for the uh, inaugural Keeping It Strong Style Year End Awards. Um, Be on the lookout for um, the survey in multiple
1: locations. We'll, we'll be sending out the survey and we're going to give you guys the option in each category to select who you think is number one, number two, and number three. There's going to be a point system that will um, help us. So that way, um, let's say for you know, Fighting Spirit Award, if you thought – you know, Liger's run was number one, but then you want to still vote for Shibata. You can put them at two or three, and still give credit to some of these um, wrestlers or matches that you think are uh, noteworthy enough to be voted for. And it's gonna um, help us to, to get a feel to determine what you know should be the winner. We're gonna post this uh, this survey. Um, so right now it's the first when we're recording this. This is gonna drop here in a few. This show will drop in a few weeks, and right around that time we'll be dropping the survey. We're gonna drop it on uh, the squared circle. Uh, yeah, squared circle the wrestling squared circle on Facebook. On
0: uh, Facebook. You follow all of our social accounts at social suplex at ki strong style at Jeremy L Donovan. The link will all be there. We'll be dropping it on Reddit, um, Facebook, pretty much everywhere, so you'll
1: find the link to the survey somewhere, and... you know give us a listen give us a follow you know download um, whatever you gotta do Um, you can tell by listening to me talk about uh, how to follow us I'm not as up on the social media (laughs) as Jeremy but uh, we want you we want you to tune in we want you to listen and uh, be part of what what we got going on here man that's right so make sure you are subscribed
0: to the social suplex podcast network you get our show you get one nation radio one nation live the SMC podcast and the rookie and Clive wrestling show all the way from Scotland. So subscribe, leave us at Dave Meltzer five-star review. Help us get over. <laughs> and we will catch you next time on Keeping It Strong Style. Goodbye and good night. Bang!